I am so excited about today, and I'm really glad that uh, you are uh, here today as we kick off a brand new series called All In. And uh, about a year ago, uh, today, right now, um, you know, January 28th, it was circled on a calendar. And uh, our staff and uh, our leadership here at Hilton Head Island Community Church uh, has been working for, for months and months on preparing for today. And uh, the fact that you're here today, whether it's your first time and somebody dragged you here, or whether uh, you came on your you know, own freedom and that sort of thing, I'm kidding, kind of. Uh, but uh, it doesn't matter, um, you were prayed for today, and uh, I'm really glad that you're here today, because we are kicking off this new series, but it's more than just a series, it's a two-year initiative, and what we're doing today, I believe, is going to begin one of the greatest seasons in the life of Hilton Head Island Community Church, uh, both individually, like us individually in our spiritual lives, but also corporately as we work together and really begin to vision and dream about what God has for us as a church in the future. And I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm glad that um, today is finally here after a lot of time. And uh, you'll kind of understand this as we begin to unpack what All In is today. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is what, what is All In? What does it mean to me? What is this, this thing that you're talking about, this two-year generosity initiative? What are the next five weeks all about? That's what today is all about. It's introducing you to what All In is all about. Now, we um, just recently as a church celebrated 10 years. Uh, this past September, we celebrated 10 years. And so we're kind of, you know, on the beginning, in the beginning of our second decade as a church. Kind of hard to believe that's the case, but it is the case. And if I reflect back and look back at the history of Hilton Head Island Community Church and how we got to where we are right now, how we got to this place, there, there are a couple passages that really of Scripture that really help define who we are as a church. And one of those is one of my favorite passages in, in all of the New Testament. And it comes from the book of Acts. And it describes the, the very first church after Jesus had, had been crucified and was buried and three days later rose again from the dead. Uh, we see the, the great work of the Holy Spirit coming down on those now Christ followers, those Jesus followers, who made up that first church. And in that first century, a group of people got together and, and they committed and dedicated themselves to the work of God in their community and in, in the world. And we see that, that whole story in the whole book of Acts. Luke wrote the book of Acts and he was the author of Luke and he kind of continues the story. And so I want you to see in Acts chapter 2 here this morning some of the characteristics that I dreamed about and that I thought that we as a church could be about 10 years ago when we began. And as I think about the just few people that gathered together in the history of our church in the early days, um, and then I think about the 60 or so that were there on the first day that we actually had a church service, and now here we are 10 years later, and we're 500 or more and, and continuing to grow. God has blessed us in amazing ways. This was the passage that began everything, and this is the characteristics of what I believe a church should be about 
not just 2,000 years ago, but today. Check this out in Acts 2, 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing, distributing, easy for me to say, the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. And it's really remarkable to think about the fact that this was a group of people who came together shortly after Jesus died, after the Holy Spirit had come and, and uh, the great comforter had come and, and, and amazing things had happened in and through that group of Christ followers in the first century. It's amazing to think about the fact that here we are in 2018 and you and I are a part of continuing what God began in the first century. Isn't that cool to think about? It's amazing to think about. And when I think about the phrase, all in, when I think about those words, all in, this is the picture that I get of what it is to be a group of people who call themselves a church. You see, this group of people, they were all in, weren't they? They were all in with what God was doing. They were all in with being committed to each other. They were all in with the mission of what Jesus came to accomplish. They were all in with continuing that on. And if you've been journeying with Hilton and Island Community Church for any time, um, all in is, is not really that unfamiliar. It may be unfamiliar to some of you, and we're diving into this kind of renewed, or, or we're diving into this new initiative called All In, and we may be using this term a lot right now. Um, but for some of you, it may be very familiar. In fact, in the early days of our church, we established um, you know, different commitments, different all-in commitments, and it really defines, kind of answers the question, what does it mean to be all-in at Hilton Head Island Community Church? And so uh, I want to hit those things this morning just to kind of give you a frame of reference of where we've come from. First and foremost, it means that we're committed to faithfully attending a weekly service at Hilton Head Island Community Church. It secondly means that there's a commitment to faithfully growing in your relationship with God through being a part of a group. It means a commitment to faithfully serving your church and your community with your unique passion or unique gifts, talents, and abilities. We have something uh, called uh, SHAPE that we do here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. How, how many of you have taken your SHAPE assessment? I'd love to see a, a lot of you. Way to go. That's awesome. If you haven't, I want to encourage you to go online, take your SHAPE assessment. SHAPE stands for Spiritual Gifts, Hearts, Abilities, Passions, and Experience. And so go online and take that. That'll help you find your best place in the life of this church to serve. And so it's a commitment to serving. And then finally, it's a commitment or being committed to faithfully giving financially to Hilton Head Island Community Church. 
And those of you who have uh, signed our membership agreement and become members at Hilton Head Island Community Church, what you signed is an agreement that you're making those four commitments. Some of you are like, wow, I didn't know that, and I signed that thing, wow. Those are the commitments that really define someone who is all in at Hilton Head Island Community Church. And that first group of believers really gives us a picture of what it means to be all in in the mission of God. Now, what is that mission? Our, our mission at Hilton Head Island Community Church is to passionately share the message of Jesus and to lead people to follow him. That, that's a mission statement that we came up with in the early days of our church, but it's not arbitrary. It isn't random. We didn't have a, a marketing firm come in and help us with a mission statement or anything like that. Uh, that was something that comes from God's word, and it comes from the second passage that I want you to look at today, and it's from Matthew, and it's when Jesus is giving the great commission of the believer. He's giving the mission or the commission of the church and sending us out with a focus on what we are supposed to be about. And we read it, it's recorded in Matthew chapter 28, 19 and 20. It says this, Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. And when you really begin to dissect that great commission that he gave us as Christians and he gave to the church, you realize there's two parts to it. There's the part that's evangelism, that's going out and telling the world, reaching, by the way, the 90% of people who don't have a church home in our community. And then the second part of that is what we call discipleship. It's helping people follow Jesus and learn what that means. And that's our mission. It's to passionately share the message of Jesus. That's the evangelism part. And to lead people to follow him. That's the discipleship part. Well, how do we do that? Uh, we came up with... Uh, Four environments, if you will, four different window panes of how to do that here in our culture. The first is worship, and, and we have these statements that go along with it, that we hold nothing back in our worship of God, our Creator, His Son, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, our Comforter, as we meet together corporately and live our lives individually for Him. And if you think that I memorized that, I didn't. I'm looking at that screen right there. So it's worship. It's secondly grow. We're intentional in how we grow in our relationship with God by being in community with others, studying the Bible, praying to God, allowing God's Holy Spirit to influence our life choices. We create margin in our daily lives so that we can serve our family, friends, church, neighbors, and complete strangers in whatever way that the help is needed. And then finally, we play together. We figured that would be a good one for our culture, right? We play as part of the Hilton Head uh, culture, but we can do that in an environment where we're encouraged and we encourage other people. And so we recognize the importance of connecting with our church family in times where we play together because we were never meant to do the Christian life alone. And we even came up with this window pane to represent those commitments, those ways of fulfilling our mission that we would worship, that we grow, that we serve, and that we play together as a church. That's how we accomplish our mission. But I got to tell you, we can't pick and choose those commitments that I mentioned earlier. We can't pick and choose these different environments or window panes to be all in. It takes all of us, church, Hilton Head Island Community Church, it takes all of us being all in with what God is doing, with his mission for us, his 
his mission for the church, his mission for us as Christ followers. It takes all of us being all in. We can't pick and choose one or two of those and do one or two. It takes us all being all in with everything that God is doing. And that's what all in has meant in the history, in the past with our church. But you know, I think we've got a great future. I think we've got an exciting future. I think we've got something that um, God has for us that's maybe a little bit beyond ourselves, maybe a lot beyond ourselves, but I think he's going to accomplish great things. And I think that the vision of this church really is, is very clear. It's really, over the last few years, come very much into, into context and clarity. And to share what I believe God's vision is and what his future is for our church I want you to check out this video, check out the screens. When we began Hilton Head Island Community Church 10 years ago, never could we have dreamed of all that God would do in our community and beyond. Right now we find ourselves at the beginning of a new chapter in the life of our church. We're entering our second decade. And as we continue into our second decade and beyond, I believe that we've got a great opportunity to ask ourselves, what does God desire from us over that next decade and beyond? You see, I dream of a church where people can belong before they come to faith in Jesus. I dream of a church that displays the love of Christ by offering the opportunity for people to deal with their habits and their hurts and their hangups without judgment. I dream of a church that allows broken people who have been redeemed by Christ to passionately worship God. I dream of a church where every person from 8 to 80 at Hilton Head Island Community Church has the opportunity to go deeper in their walk with God through being in a group or a Bible study. From a practical viewpoint, I dream of a church that's debt-free with its entire facility so that we can focus more on what we give away to our community and to the world. I dream of a church that has a weekday presence for our community, with a reception area, offices, and rooms for the community to use. I dream of a church that's the first call in our community when there's a crisis, and that we're ready to assist in whatever way needed. But we cannot accomplish these things without God's help, and without every single one of us who call Hilton Head Island Community Church their church home getting involved. And that's what All In is all about. All In is a two-year, one-fund generosity initiative, meaning that all of our regular giving and all of our special above and beyond giving are gonna be combined into one unified fund. This one fund will include everything that we're accomplishing today in our general fund to make continuing our mission a reality. Being part of the guest service team has allowed me just to hear people what God is doing in their lives and in this community. They tell me how happy they are that they came to church today because they really needed to hear Todd's message because that is exactly what was on their mind and they need to hear that. Or they tell me that, you know, they had a friend that went to the food bank and got food and, and knowing that they have a place to go to to worship, just come and let us love on you and love Jesus. And that's all that really matters here. And to me, it just, I love hearing those stories from people, how it's just helped, helped them like it's helped me. It also includes future one-time initiatives, like paying off our existing mortgage, building a small lobby on the front of our main building, and putting money aside to expand our physical campus here on Hilton Head Island. With the All-In initiative, 
I think it offers us all an opportunity to learn more about ourselves, more about God, more about generosity, uh, the amazing impact it can have on our community locally, uh, on other nations. It just further grows that idea that God is always faithful and God always provides. Finally, it also will accomplish what's needed to have a global impact, giving away 10% of what comes into our general fund and distributing that to our global and local partners and even helping start a church near San Ignacio, Belize. What am I and Dean and I as a couple most excited about coming into 2018 with this church? I would have to say that it's the opportunity our church has in Belize to help the people of Belize, the kids of Belize, the uh, spreading the word of Jesus Christ in Belize is just a phenomenal opportunity. What this means financially is $1.7 million for our general fund to cover expenses for two years of continued ministry, work, and growth, $1.7 million to pay off the mortgage, to build a lobby and to expand our physical campus through the acquisition of an adjacent building or continued development of our current three acres and $300,000 to continue our partnership here locally and around the world with our ministry partners and to expand our hands-on ministry in Belize. That's a total of $3.7 million for All In. And while that may seem daunting at first, if we continue the weekly giving trends of the last two years, we're already on track to bring in nearly $1.7 million of that two-year total. So we're really looking to bring in an additional $2 million over the next two years. All right, it is a huge goal. And it will require all of us who are part of Hilton Head Island Community Church to prayerfully consider what God wants us to do over the next two years. I believe that All In will serve as one of the greatest spiritual growth experiences in our lives, both individually and as a church. As we come to the edge of ourselves and take a step forward together in faith. In the end, it's not so much about what the church needs you to do or us to do, but what God wants to do for, in, and through us. God wants to grow our faith, bless our lives, and change our world. Cynthia and I are so excited about what God is doing here at Hilton Head Island Community Church. Our elders, our leadership team, and our staff have prayed faithfully with us about this all-in initiative, and we believe that God has confirmed to us that the time is now. I pray that you'll join us as we take the next step together and go all-in. You know, everything that you just heard, those are big things. They're big goals. And I believe that what we are about ready to embark on is going to be something that's going to establish our foundation to set us up for the future. And I'm just going to be real honest with you as your pastor. The linchpin, the kind of the thing that is dependent, that links our, our God-given mission with our God-given vision to reach and, and accomplish those 
things that we talked about that I said that I, I dream about and that God has confirmed through our leadership and through other things, the thing that is going to be the linchpin is generosity. You see, raising the money to be able to do the things that we believe that God has for us as a church is absolutely done if his people, if his people understand what it means to be generous. If we truly understand what God's word says about generosity, and that's what these next few weeks are all about. But, but I want to let you know that um, in this whole journey, um, this is not just about Hilton Head Island Community Church. This is not just about us, like, you know, raising a certain amount of money. This is a spiritual journey. And so there, there are two goals. The first goal and the primary goal, and I want you to know that it's primary because it's the most important thing is, is that we have 100% participation in All In. That all of you who call Hilton Head Island Community Church your home um, would participate over these next five weeks together and that you would prayerfully consider what God is leading you to do in the area of generosity. Some of you, it may mean for the very first time in your life, tithing. And you're going to hear a little bit about that over the next few weeks. For some of you who already are tithing, it may mean that uh, you do a little bit more. And for some of you who are, are uh, tithing already and then some, it it's also may mean that God stretches you and asks you to do more than you can ask or even think. And so we as a church are going to dive in kind of the, to the deep end of the pool. We're going to go all in for the mission of the church, all in for our future, and all in for our world. Now, um, I'm going to ask you to do a couple things today, and one of them is uh, I'm going to ask you to be involved and to help you with that over the course of the next 21 days, uh, you'll be receiving an email starting tomorrow that will help as we begin to discover what God's word says about giving and money and finances, and I realize some of you are like, oh, this is the last thing I want to hear when I come to church, Todd, I'm so nervous about this. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I understand where you are. I understand maybe where you've come from because I've probably been there before. God's word, when we find out what it says about money and generosity, can bring tremendous peace to our lives. Some of you will sign up to go through Financial Peace University. And I want to let you know for a moment, you'll be hearing about that in a few weeks, but we're going to be having a Financial Peace University class. Um, if I had not gone through Financial Peace University almost 10 years ago, I don't think that I would be here today. And, and so for some of you, this may be life-altering in, in such an incredibly positive way to learn what God, God's Word says about generosity. The other thing that I'm going to do to help you is, is that our roots over the next course of the next five weeks, when we have roots on Wednesday night, they're going to be diving into this subject as well. And so between the email and roots, um, I, I want you to learn what God's word says ab about one of the most important things in our life. In fact, God's word has more to say about this than anything else. And so this is first and foremost a spiritual journey. Our students, we're starting this Wednesday. We're going to be talking, students get ready, we're going to be talking about what God says about money and finances and resources as well. And so I want to encourage you to read those emails and be involved in, in Roots, or if you're in a group, you guys will go over this as well. Now, the other thing that I'm going to ask you to do is to do something that's um, probably uh, very tempting for all of us to do wherever we are uh, on this subject. Uh, I mean, and that is, is I'm going to ask you to avoid the I know trap. Because when a pastor talks about money, or when we read something in God's word about money, there are 
kind of like a few things that we say. We say, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. And we might be saying, I know, wow, that part of our world is really messed up right now, and I don't want to talk about it. Or we might be saying, yeah, I know, and I'm doing well on this, and so what I'm going to ask you to do is suspend your preconceived concept of generosity, even if it's right for the next five weeks, so that you can allow God's Holy Spirit to really teach you new things. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is um, be willing to be stretched by God, even if it's uncomfortable. Be willing to be stretched by God even if it's uncomfortable. Suspend your preconceived idea of what you think generosity is and, and, and then be willing to be moved by God. If we do those two things as a church over the next five weeks, I think we can clearly hear from his Holy Spirit. So the first goal is, is that we all would participate and that this would be a spiritual discipleship journey as a church. And I'm so excited about it. The second goal is $3.7 million. And you saw on there that, uh, in the video that All In is a two-year initiative that focuses all of our giving into one fund, and that includes all of our ministry efforts that we're already doing and things for the future that are capital in nature and some things that I can't wait to tell you about that we're going to be doing for the world internationally and globally. But if we continue on course with where we are, we're already going to achieve over two years uh, $1.7 million. And so then what we're taking a look at is, is needing to raise about $2 million for capital projects and being able to do a few things. And there's a few things I want to tell you about. One is, as I mentioned in the video, that um, uh, I believe that God is desiring us for, uh, to, to expand our footprint on this campus. Um, how many of you have ever invited someone to church and they said, I cannot find your church? I see people that show up here and they walk around and even though it does say office down here, they go around to every door and they try every door on this building to try to get in because it's hard to find where we are and where our offices are. In fact, we don't really have offices. I have an office back here. It's behind a storage room. Uh, Scott Mackay, our pastor of adults, has an office here. Uh, Leslie Shaw has a, a closet as an office and that's not a big deal. I get it. Offices are not really that important, but for us to be able to operate as a team and to have visibility and to have accessibility as a church, I think in our next decade of growth is highly important. So it's hard to find our church. The visibility of our church is hard to find. The accessibility of our church is hard to find. And I dream of a, a day when we can have a few places for people to meet that are part of our church partners here in, in our community. If they need to have a meeting, they can come in and have a meeting in a room that suits them better than you know, a big room like this or a big room like that. And so I believe that God is, is asking us right now to, to expand. And so here's what that means. Um, about a year ago, I approached uh, my friend over at Hargrey, uh, who is the uh, chief financial officer, CFO, and, and I said, hey, is there any possibility that we could rent or, or lease some space, you know, beyond here, maybe one of the buildings? And he said, there's just not really any option right now. And I said, okay, that's fine. And I, I didn't really think anything of it. But this summer, uh, our leadership team met, and we prayed through this, and we said, hey, it's time to ask, like to really sit down and ask. And so I went over, and I met with them, and, and I said, 
You know, I'm, I'm going to ask you again, man, is there any possibility that um, we as a church are getting more serious about, you know, needing more room and more visibility on 278? And, and I specifically said this. I said, we've been praying about the idea of us either buying or leasing or lease purchasing that building right there. It's building B that borders 278. And it, it would be great. We could renovate it and do some things with it and do all the things that we believe that God's doing. And he looked at me and he said, you're not going to believe the timing is perfect because our ownership changed back in February and last night we voted to begin to repurpose the whole campus and he said we're very open to talking with you about buying leasing or lease purchasing that building that you're seeing right there right across our, our parking lot here so that we can have better visibility better accessibility and more places for groups to meet and so we're right now uh, about ready to enter into formal negotiations with Hargray. Uh, some of you were with us back in 2010 when we began doing it for this. And this was an ugly, nasty storage room. This whole facility, it was what it was. And look what God has done. Look what God's done. But you know, it's not all about facility. And so we believe that there's more to it than just that. And by the way, the way we came up with some of those numbers is just doing an average of what it might cost. But we also believe that God is calling us to do more in global missions. I see a day when we're giving 20 cents of every dollar away, not just 10 cents to our partners all around the world. Our partner in Belize Road Kids, there's a great opportunity to partner with another church that's there near San Ignacio to purchase a building. I think we got a picture of this building. Now, that doesn't look like much for you and for me. It's a good thing we didn't get those, like, switched in the slide presentation right there. Like, hey, that's a building we're going to move into. You'd be like, what? Wait a minute. That can't be our building. But that is an amazing building in Billy White in the village of Billy White in Belize. And we're looking at the possibility of helping a church start right there in Billy White, where there are 2,000 people in that village. And a building like that, if we go in and finish the top floor, would be the best thing that they have in that village. It would be amazing. For people in that village to hear the message of Jesus would be incredible. And so All In is all about the mission of the church, about the future of our church, and about what we can accomplish around the world. It's all in for the mission, for the future, and for the world. And I'm going to ask you today to begin to take action. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. First and foremost, I'm going to ask you to pray. I'm going to ask you to pray that God would multiply our efforts. That he would go before us and do immeasurably beyond anything that we could ask or think. Pray that God would allow us to fully accomplish our mission as a church. The second thing I'm going to ask you to do is to commit. Help us reach the goal of 100% participation. I'm not asking you today to give anything. I'm not even asking you today to make a commitment to anything. I'm just asking you to commit to the journey. The third thing is, is grow, that you would be here on Sundays. When you're here, be here over the next five weeks. Learn what God's word says. Attend Roots on Wednesday nights if you don't have a group that you're in. Learn all you can about what God's desires for you. And then the last thing is, is I'm going to ask you to consider what it means for you to give. Ask God over these next five weeks to show you what it looks like in your life compared to what God's word says, which is what we're going to learn over these next few weeks to be a generous person. Hilton Head Island Community Church, the thing that has driven us from day one. One is the gospel message. 
That's what differentiates us from any other organization. Yes, we help feed those who are hungry. Yes, we help put clothes on those who don't have any clothes. Yes, we're involved in serving our community. That's part of who we are. We had a group of people this week um, who uh, were a a part of Family Promise, helping people who are without a home um, have a temporary home situation. And I can't wait to tell you more about that. We're involved in the prisons. We're involved in so many different things. But the number one thing that we are about is putting a dent in the population of hell for people who pass away without knowing Jesus as their Savior. That's what makes us different. I want to see us put a dent in that 90% of our community that's unchurched. That doesn't mean all of them don't know Jesus as their Savior. I'm not saying that at all. But man, what a great thing for us to say that we put a huge dent in that 90%. If you want to meet one-on-one to talk about All In, I am all for that. I'd love to do that. You can email All In at HiltonHeadIslandCC.org, and Marianne Upchurch will schedule a time to meet. But today, here's what I want us to do. At the beginning of that passage in Acts chapter 2, the very first sentence says this in Acts 2, 42. It says, they, say that next word with me, devoted themselves. They devoted themselves to the cause of Christ. And myself and our staff and our our, uh, all-in team and our elders here at Hilton Head Island Community Church have just completed a 21-day period of time, well, we're completing it today, where we have gone to God praying and fasting and asking for his clarity and for his power to be poured out on us. And so we have committed ourselves to this cause called all-in. And I'm going to ask you, today to do the same. If you're a part of Hilton Head Island Community Church, if you're a member or a regular attender, I'm going to ask you to commit yourselves to what we're doing. And today I'm asking Gino to come on up and we're going to enter a period of time where we, we're going to pray um, together. And, and I'm, I'm just going to ask you, if you're in leadership or if you're a part of this church, if you're a member or a regular attender, You can do it where you're seated. You can kneel down where you're seated. You can come down front. I'm going to be over here to the right. Scott McKay and our prayer team is going to be over here on the left. And church, before we dive into this, let's commit ourselves. Let's consecrate ourselves. Let's ask God's Holy Spirit to identify anything in the way of him doing a great work in us that would prevent that from happening. And let's dedicate ourselves. Over these next few moments, I'm just, we're just, Gina's just going to play. And if you feel led to come on up and kneel down here at the front, that's what I'm going to do over here. Um, Or if you want to be prayed with or if you want to consecrate yourself and dedicate yourself, I'm just going to ask you to stay in this room for a few minutes. We'll close out after that. But I'm just going to ask you to stay in this room for a few minutes as we as a church dedicate ourselves to what God is doing. Father God, I thank you so much for our church. God, I thank you for putting it on the hearts and the lives of the people in this room. God, to be a part. And God, I pray that you would allow us to hear from you individually. God, corporately as a church. God, as we embark on this great journey, as we embark on this kind of new phase of what you're doing, God, I I don't even worry about the money at all. You've got that. But God, I pray that you would do a work in our hearts, that you would tell us 
what you have for us. God, first and foremost, before you tell us what you have, what you want from us. And God, right now, we dedicate ourselves to you. Over these next few moments, I'm just going to ask you to stay in this room. And if you want to stay where you are and just you and God talk quietly, if you want to come down and pray with Scott and one of our prayer team members, I'm going to be down here on my right, your left. Let's just go to God right now. Let's just dedicate ourselves. God, I just thank you so much for this time where we can dedicate ourselves, God. I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead us and guide us over these next five weeks. God, as we dive in next week to some of what your word says about money, about resources, about generosity. God, I pray for those who are here right now who are scared to death. God, they're fearful because, man, there may be some things that are that's going on in their own lives that... Um, God, they, they know that um, they're going to have to trust you with. They're going to have to trust you in. And God, I pray that you would be with them. I pray that you would do a work in and through their lives, in their finances, that is remarkable. And God, I pray for those who may have walked in here today. And um, God, they're, they just wonder what you have for them, what your purpose is. God, I pray that you would refine that over the next few weeks in their own lives. God, I pray that we, your people, would just um, rely on you. God, as we consecrate and as we dedicate ourselves to you, God, help us to be open and, and pliable to how you're going to lead us. God, I pray that you would... Um, do an amazing thing in and through our church. God, that you would do immeasurably beyond anything that we could ask or think. And God, over the next five weeks and over the next two years, God, I pray that at the end of it, we would look back and we would be able to say, oh, thank you that you came through. Thank you that you came through in our personal finances. Thank you that you came through in our worry, in our anxiety. Thank you that you came through in terms of us trusting you. And God, that we would look back and say, thank you, Father God, for coming through and accomplishing the mission and the vision that you've given us, your people. God, I pray that over these next five weeks that you would, seek our, that you would um, search our hearts and that you would pierce our hearts and God, if there's anything in us that we need to hand over to you, any lifestyle, God, any sin, any habitual lifestyle sin that we need to hand over, God, I pray that we would do that. God, I pray that you would just help us to be so open to your Holy Spirit. That it would be a spiritual journey, both individually and corporately, like never before. And God, we just pray that you would do the amazing in and through us. And we ask all this in your Son's powerful, amazing name. And all God's people said, amen, amen.